I'll be reading from Isaiah 2, 1 through 5. The word that Isaiah, son of Amos, was concerning Judah and Jerusalem. In days to come, the mountains of the Lord's house shall be established as the highest of the mountains and shall be raised above the hills. All nations shall stream to it, and many people shall come and say, Come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of Jacob, to the house of God of Jacob, that he may teach us in his ways, and and that we may walk in his paths. For out of Zion shall go forth instruction, and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He shall judge between the nations, and shall attribute for, for many peoples. They shall beat their swords into the plowshares, and their spears into the pruning hooks. Nations shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war any more. O house of Jacob, come, let us walk in the light of the Lord. And Romans thirteen eleven through fourteen. Besides this, you know what time it is. How is it now the moment for you to wake from sleep? For salvation is near to us now than we will be, became believers. The night is far gone, and the day is near. Let us lay, then lay aside the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us live honorably as in the day, not in revealing and drunkenness, not in debauchery and licentiousness, not in the quarreling of je- and jealousy. Instead, put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make it pro- provision for flesh to gratify its desires. Yesterday at the little uh, worship service after the hanging of the greens, I asked, especially I was asking the children, why is it that we decorate for Christmas? And they gave me a lot of good answers, um, you know, like, well, it's Jesus' birthday, so we're celebrating, that's a good reason for decorating, and it will make Jesus happy, and they said, I like the answer because it's something families do together, and that, that's, so that makes us closer, and it's a good thing to share as a family, it's a fun thing. And somebody did give me the answer. I wasn't sure if they were prompted by an adult, but somebody also gave the answer because it's tradition to decorate. You know, it's interesting. At Christmas time, we get so traditional. You know, and we want that. I always say at Christmas time, you know, the kids are even more traditional than we are. It's like, we have to do this because this is where that star is always hung, you know, and this is how we did it last year. So we have to do it that way again. You know, we have to sing the same songs. We have to do the same decorations if we remember how to do them. We have to, uh, we have to eat the same foods because it's tradition. So much about, Christian, uh, about Christmas is tradition, and different families have different traditions, but we all get very traditional at Christmas time. And when you, when you ask people what you're looking forward to at Christmas time, they'll tell you, they're, you know, we're looking forward to the parties and, and the, beauty, the beauty of it and the presents. But the tradition is all about looking behind, about looking behind. And if you think about it, it seems like 
we, I mean, really think about what that means then. It means that we're always looking behind and saying, okay, that birth of Jesus, the salvation coming, the newborn king, the promise fulfilled, it already happened. That's really what all this tradition is saying. It's a done deal. What we're celebrating at Christmas time is the past. But this is Advent. Advent. Do you know what that means? It's from, it's from a Latin word, adventus, which means coming. Something is coming. It's not just about something already came, already happened 2,000 years ago. Something is still coming and still in sight that we are still hoping for. This is the hope week. You know, you're not hoping that, that it happened and already. We're hoping for something that is still going to come. How do we know it's coming? It's as simple as this. It was promised to us. It's in the Old Testament. It's in the New Testament. There is a promise that has not yet come to pass. I mean, did you hear that Isaiah passage? Do we have yet the situation that is described in Isaiah where all the people are going to God and saying, gee, I'd like to learn about that God? Do we have a situation yet where nations are not making war against nation? No. So we know it hasn't come yet. It's still yet to come. Something is coming. And meanwhile, we are supposed to be ready. We are supposed to be ready. You know, I always used to think of Advent as a time of preparing. And I'll bet you think of that too, don't you? Wrong. It's actually the time when we're already supposed to be prepared. We're already supposed to be ready. We're supposed to live in a state of readiness. Because God is coming. That's what's been promised to us. Jesus himself told us, we're not going to know the day. We're not going to know the hour. It's not coming on December 25th. God's going to come sometime, and we need to live ready for it at any time. This is not about, about preparing. This is about being prepared. It's kind of a, 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 what sounds like a Boy Scout thing. We're supposed to be living prepared. I mean, ask yourself this. You know, and it's that this is the classic question. If Jesus showed up on your doorstep this afternoon, you know, you go home to read the paper or watch the football game, and lo and behold, Jesus shows up on your doorstep. Are you ready? Doesn't have anything to do with your Christmas decorations. Has nothing to do with whether or not your house is clean or the presents are bought. It has to do with your heart, as Penny mentioned to the children this morning. Your heart. Is it ready? I don't mean, the, are you perfect yet, but are you just, are you ready to face Christ? You know, personally, I'm never quite ready for Christmas. I never, my house is never as clean as I want it to be, and, you know, the presents are never quite exactly perfect, and, and I gave up long ago getting Christmas cards out before Christmas. I'm never quite ready for Christmas, and all that stuff just distracts me from being in readiness for Christ any day. Am I totally ready for Christ in my life? Ask yourself that. Are you ready? Paul tells the Romans... To be prepared by putting on the armor of light. I mean, Isaiah ends with walking in the light. It's lovely how these two fit together. And Paul says, put on the armor of light. This is not about protection. Putting on the armor of light is not about, I'm going to put on something that's going to keep the world out. Putting on the armor of light is becoming something new. And, and we think sometimes of putting a costume on is like something like putting on a mask. Pretending to be something we are not. In Roman times, though, what you put on was what you were. It was very significant what you, what you were actually wearing. 
And Paul says, you put on that armor of light and you will become a child of light. You put on Christ and you will become a light of Christ for others. This is about simply making a decision from this moment on, I will live in readiness for Christ to enter my life. I'll be ready. I'll have certain attitudes and certain behaviors. I won't be doing things that will make me ashamed to, to look Christ in the eye or that I'll regret. It's such, such, such a simple thing. Put on that armor, not as protection, but to become something else entirely. Make that decision. Paul invites the Romans to do that, and that's our invitation as well. We are looking ahead. Something is coming. You might as well be ready for it, because salvation is in sight.